She's in this fight for you, for your children, for Michigan, and for the whole nation that we know as the United States of America. The true United States of America. You know, the one where self-governance is returned to the people once again. You're tuned in to the Brandenburg Block Hour here at His Hardline every Friday morning at 8 a.m. with yours truly and our future governor of Michigan, Donna Brandenburg. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host here at His Hardline, and we are going to be inputting some audio from the Brandenburg News Network. I was over there. Um, I was having a conversation with Donna Brandenburg, who's running for governor uh, for the state of Michigan. And we also had Melissa Carone, which is her lieutenant governor that she's, you know, she's going to be on the ballot with her come November. And they are running on the, uh, the Michigan Taxpayer Party. Uh, which is a constitutional party. And so, yeah, so we had a very good conversation over there. And uh, so I just wanted to convert it to audio and just bring it over here. So anybody who wanted to listen to it, uh, if they didn't want to listen to the whole um, the whole video, because the first half of her video was an interview that she had um, with a radio station that was up in northern Michigan. So I just cut the part that uh, me, Donna, and, um, and Melissa were on. And so, yeah, I just figured I'd bring it forward over here, put it, you know, put it in, uh, you know, kind of put it together. So then uh, you guys over here at His Heart Line can listen to it and enjoy it. And so, um, but yeah, so this is the Brandenburg Block Hour. I'm thinking next week we're going to have Donna on our show, possibly, or I might just keep going on her show, as a matter of fact. Um, and then what I might do is just continue to keep doing what I'm doing right now by clipping the audio and putting it over here. So uh, I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to do it, but um, I kind of like being over on her show on Fridays and then doing like a separate like His Hardline discussion later on on Friday evening. Um, so anyway, um, but yeah, so I'm going to play this audio. And uh, yeah, this was from uh, today. So this would be uh, Friday, August 19th, 2022. And so I hope you enjoy the discussion. And if you hear my audio, because I was doing uh, I was doing the audio actually on my phone, I wasn't actually um, on my microphone. Because the first time we did this, um, I, I used my laptop, and it seemed to be a really bad delay. So I'm not sure if it was the internet on her end or on my end, but I'm thinking I'm going to try again to do, um, you know, her BNN video streaming with my studio mic, so it has crisper and cleaner um, audio. So I'm going to try that again. We might do a test before we do her show because I do like how clean the audio sounds with the microphone versus, you know, the phone mic. And so anyway, um, that's all I got for you. So here is the discussion between me, Donna, and Melissa Carone. Okay, I'm going to add, I'm going to add in, let's see, we've got Jason and we've got, we've got both Jason and we've got Ken here. So I'm going to add... Now we're going to go to uh, Jason Jones, his hard line, and I'm going to throw Ken in here for a minute too because Kenny's been sitting back there watching this and saying hi. So, hey, Ken. Hey, Jason. What's going on? Uh, not too much. We got, got to unmute your mic, Ken. Not for very long. Enough to say hi. You can send me to the back and I'll, again, wait in the wings. I love just being there in case I'm needed. So I'll let the two of you take over. And All right. Well, it. I'm going to send you to the back, but everybody want, I want everybody to know that Ken is here faithfully as a, uh, as a, so the soldier he is to make sure that everything is, uh, if I run into trouble here, I can pull, Hey Ken, what do you think? You know, I love that. So, or what do you know? Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to throw you in the back here, Ken, and then we'll Thank just bring you. Jason up. Okay. All right. Hey, Jason, how you doing? Hey, we're doing pretty good. How you doing? Uh, fantastic. So that was a great interview. I called it toward the tail end. I was just finishing up actually a Bible podcast and I was having computer issues beyond computer issues. So I'm glad you were still going on because like, oh my God, I'm going to be late. But uh, it seemed to work out pretty well. So how was the interview? Because I, I caught the tail end. And I tell you what, what you just said uh, in response to Whitmer, that was, I was like, man, like she's getting after it. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I don't know if she would even debate me quite honestly, because both her and Tudor Dixon are kind of stupid. And, uh, you know, it's like, I listen to them talk and they can talk for a few minutes, but in that, that may not be a nice way to say it, but we're past being nice and have to talk about reality. Neither one of them are qualified in any way, shape or form. You have one that's an attorney. So what's she doing? She's using, She's using any 
any um, method she can to get around servicing the people. So Whitmer, out. If I had to give her a score for unemployment, she would be negative numbers. Seriously, negative numbers. It's it, that what happened here was a not a conspiracy theory. It was criminal conspiracy, uh, sedition, and treason. And as far as as far as Tudor Dixon goes, I I, I she she has she's got nothing. She, she has really no experience. If I were going to hire her, she's worked for her dad. She's been a newscaster and she's got, you know, soft porn movies in her background. Okay. What does that qualify her to be governor other than an embarrassment to the state? And, uh, you know, and uh, um, she's going to be an order taker where someone is, um, you know, telling her what to do. She's going to just be a rubber stamp candidate. So either one of them, You've got one or the other, but it's the same people controlling either one of them. You watch who they're sitting with, who's funding them, the PACs, the big money PACs, the um, the uh, 40 oligarch families in Michigan. Because honestly, we have 40 families in Michigan that form an oligarchy, and they are buying, paying for, and controlling the elections. And and the money is coming from uh, the money is coming from the globalist organizations, the big corporations which are the affront to our nation, which honestly, you and I have gone into this a lot, has been turned into a corporation of which we are assets of, and we never own our property ever. It can always be taken away. And uh, we don't have the proper, uh, uh, the proper lawful process that the founding fathers had intended. Oh, well, absolutely. You know, I've been doing, you know, I've been trying to get in the mix back into like reading and just getting kind of up to date with what's going on. Because as you know, last week I was on vacation. So I kind of like took a, a technological sabbatical, which I got to admit was super nice. I recommend anybody do it even for like a long weekend. It was great. Um, I can't, so I'm addicted. What? Uh, there's something wrong with me. I'm addicted to this, you know? It, 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 you know, there's, I think, I think there's classes for that. I think <laughs> I'm just <laughs> But no, and all, and all, all kidding aside, though, there's so much that's going on that it's, you know, it's crazy. It, this is the way I've been seeing it. And this is kind of one of the reasons why I kind of took a step back. Or I'm glad I was forced to take a step back and away from my daughter's birth. The last thing I remember reading and seeing was that whole stupid FBI raid that happened on Mar-a-Lago. That was the last thing I remember seeing happen. That was on Wednesday afternoon, like that, like Tuesday going into Wednesday, you know, went up. Because that happened what? That happened on Monday. And so yeah, that, I don't remember. I'm like, it's, it's just like a whirlwind of moronic, you know, uh, behavior from all of our three letter agencies. And you're like this, you're looking here, you're looking here going, where's the next one going to come at? Yeah. Because well, that, it's a concerted, it's a concerted attack, you know? And that's just it. It's like, there's so much going on. It was kind of nice to take a step back because it's like, and I think, that, and this is my own opinion, I can't obviously validate this with any actual proof, but what it feels and seems like is that they are putting out so much mm-hmm. at one time to kind of create a mass confusion and to like look here for a few seconds and look there for a few more seconds and, oh, here's this big story. Why are they doing that? There is a reason for that because in normal news cycles, I mean, whatever normal looks like, but if you actually look at historically with how the news cycle, quote unquote, used to be back in the day, pre-pandemic, pre-Trump, right? You actually had a news cycle where it, you could follow along. You, it wasn't so uh, overfilled. Like they, it's like they got a five gallon bucket, but they're trying to take a 50 gallon drum worth of stories and try to fit in a five gallon bucket. And before you know, it, it's overfilling beyond belief. And and all the stories are overflowing. You don't know where it's going. And mm-hmm. so to track, it's like, oh, my God, now you're trying to keep track of all these stories and you just got one big giant mess. And now you're just overwhelmed to the point of like you just throw your hands up, which I think is what they want us to do. I'm like, OK, I'm done. I'm checked out because I think they're trying to create such not just such mass cognitive dissonance, but they're trying to create such confusion because they know what's happening. There's a reason why, and I find it so comical, but it actually still sucks. I, I, I don't hear any podcasters or any independent media talking about you or interview no. other than like local radio stations like what you were just on. But like I hear, the, um, and I'm not going to put names on blast, but I hear prominent stations on XM radio to independent media, to podcasters, and they're interviewing for people for governor. I'm hearing Kerry Lake on, I'm hearing, uh, I forgot what his name was. I, I forgot what his name, but he's running for governor of New York. He was on a CXM show yesterday. And I'm like thinking to myself, like, 
why are they not putting Donna on? And there and there's a good reason for it. They know what you're doing. They know what you're gonna do. They know who you're aligned with. And when I say who you're aligned with, not the cabal, not the people that has been in, you know, that has been installing people in these positions for well, let's face facts, for decades and even, believe it or not, centuries. Centuries. Yeah. yeah. And it's amazing. I'm actually in the middle of reading this expose by, uh, I guess it's a retired judge, um, a, a, fed, a retired federal judge. It's called The Great American Adventure. It was published in 2014. This is now pre-Trump. And this guy, so everything that we know now that we've been all awakened to, right, with the cabal and the child trafficking and the Rothschilds and the Illuminati and just, you know, all that stuff, right, the, this everything that we've been awakened to over the last 24 months, he goes into great detail in this expose. It's like 127 pages long, I think, but he goes in great detail of it. Now, back then, if you were to read it then, you'd be like, this is tin hat, this is tinfoil hat topics and just nut jobbery. But now you fast forward to today's current time, you look back at that expose and you're like, oh my God, this guy was a visionary. Like, you know, because people couldn't fathom what's in this expose. They tried poo-pooing it back then, saying this guy's nuts. He, you know, we don't even know anything about this Dale and so on and so forth. But now we're in 2022, almost to be 2023, coming up on midterms. And everything that this guy talks about in this expose has come to pass and then some. I mean, it's it's insane what's going on. And that's, again, back to the point of why they don't talk about you, why they don't bring you on to interview you, speaks volumes to me. And anybody that's listening should speak volumes to you, too, because they are very fully aware. And when I say they, brackets they, they're very aware of what Don is going to do and we, the people, at her side. Yes. Well, I tell you, uh, my campaign manager was up in Lansing one day and there was politicians sitting around and basically um, uh, they're, they're sitting around talking and I came up on the Jumbotron. All right. So I was like, well, I didn't even know that was going to happen because they hadn't even mentioned my name, let alone it's like, that's that Brandenburg, you know, throw a blanket over everything. Don't let this come out. It's horrible. She's, she's, this is horrible. We got to hide her. And so anyhow, they were watching this and she said, these guys were standing around or um, the campaign manager said that these guys were standing around drinking and they just stopped dead in their, in their tracks and looked up at the Jumbotron. And uh, one of the guys said, she's the only one that can beat Whitmer. And another guy took a great big shot and he said, she gets in, we're all in trouble. And uh, I'd say that's accurate. They are all in trouble. I liked what you were saying on the, um, which by the way, what was that radio network? You said it was up north. What was that radio network you were just on? WMPL920.com. Nice. I've got it in the comment section here. I got to figure out. So I decided that I need to figure out how to, I've got uh, the comments from YouTube and Facebook come up on, on my co my side panel here on StreamYard. I need to figure out how to get Rumble up because we usually have more people on Rumble watching this because that's the link I post, you know? Maybe I should post the other ones and then I can I can uh, uh, actually interact with people. But I have a very short um, I, I think I'm going to try that tomorrow. I'm going to see if I can put the comment section on YouTube in here because it's not coming up for some reason or um, rumble rather. So anyhow. Yeah, you do. There is an active, a very active. I'm looking at it right now. There's a very active comment section for sure on rumble. Uh, that's the only thing I'll use. Yeah. So I got to figure out how to get into the comment section. Can you read a couple of them to me? Yeah, so uh, hold on, I gotta, I gotta move this because, all right, let me, excuse me, let me just put a shade here. The sun is coming furiously right through the window, and it's like creating the most massive glare. I can't even read anything off the uh, screen here. Let's see here. Yeah, I like your lights up above you. That's cool. Yeah, you know, that's just the inner child of me coming out. I love light. <laughs> I was in high school. If you actually would have saw my first car sidebar from completely all the craziness we talked about, my my car literally looked like like a Christmas going down the road i had so many leds and underbody lights and in fact i actually got <laughs> pulled over by because you know the lights to have those kind of lights on your car while you're driving is illegal which is so stupid but um they tried getting me one time for impersonating a police officer because i had red and blue leds on my windshield and so yeah they tried to get me on <laughs> I tell you what, I'll that night um 
So some hey, of you, kids, you were that kid, weren't you? I was that kid. In fact, I was also that kid that that stereo system that was worth more than my first car. My first car was $1,200. It was a 95 blue Dodge Neon. In fact, there was a girl that I used to date back in high school. She always called it the Barbie car. I hated it. She called it the Barbie car. <laughs> um, but I had like blue neon lights everywhere. I had strobe lights. But I had a, I had an Alpine stereo system. If anybody who is in car audio, you'll know Alpine is a pretty good brand. At least it used to be in my day anyway. And so I had these big 12-inch subwoofers, two 12-inch subwoofers with a 1,000-watt amp, top of the line at that time. You could hear me coming a couple miles down the road. In I fact, guess. My neighbors, because I lived out in the country, they hated me. And one, wow. of them, one of them was a county cop. Absolutely hated me. How'd that work for you? I never got a ticket. Well, there you go. Your mom had to be making, you know, uh, uh, cookies and dropping off cookies to their family, buying off favor for you with, uh, leave my kid alone. I'll bring you, bring you chocolate chip cookies once a week or something, you know? But yeah, no, some of the comments here I'm reading to see. So it's Karen, the river. I think she, I think she posted this comment while you were still doing your interview. It says, good morning. I just registered on rumble so I can comment listening in Michigan's elections are so messed up. Um, and then she continued to say, let's see a governor candidate debate. Let's see people. Let's let the people see their options, which it, which I think would be funny. They'll never let it happen because she just made a very good point. They won't because they fear you. You would destroy these. You would destroy these people um, in a debate. Um, let's see. Michigan homesteader. We need to we need a covert operation to follow where they are going. <laughs> um, and let's see here. Uh, he says, love the flag, Jason. Um, and let's see here. The ebook is fascinating. Yeah. So anyway, well, he, he was referencing the great American adventure that I was talking about. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, they do fear you though. That's why they won't do debates. You know? I don't think they're going to do debates me to, that they're going to debate me now when they were in the, before the primary and they had these these ridiculous joke of debates that were up there. You know, we're going to ask you one question and you've got one answer to give to this complex question. And so that we can say yes, no, yes, no, instead of uh, actually creating solutions that are more all encompassing. You know, some of these things you can't give an answer in two minutes. Some of them you have to, you know, um, state your case and, and then honestly talk talk through it to the point where there is an intelligent answer, not just a yes or no answer, which is not really an answer. It's, it's only, it's only a sales tool to sell the candidate. And the other thing is that these, these debates, why I have such a problem with the debates um, that in the primary, first of all, I, it, you're, you're debating political ghosts that half of them, you know, you know, you know, that there's, um, uh, half of them aren't even going to be there, but it's more than that. It's about creating a secondary tier of celebrity status, quasi-politicians who are going to promote candidates or remove them. And, and they, in effect, they own the candidate because they own a, a, a quasi-endorsement by these people just, just by giving them, um, giving them airtime and such. And if you don't fall in line, you're in trouble. Well, guess what? Most of these people that that uh, schedule these debates are part of the problem. They're they're all part of this system. So you're you're literally walking into a rigged debate to test whether it's not your debate skills are testing. They're testing your compliance skills, and yeah. I think that that's an important um, thing uh, that needs to be brought to the forefront. This is not about debate. It has nothing to do with debate. It's making candidates either look good or bad and have one more one more weapon in their war chest of placing people in a direction or removing them. That's what it's all about. And uh, it's kind of it's kind of become a really sad, a, a sad state of affairs when when uh, uh, when it's not really put out there that this is just part of the game. It's just part of the political theater that they have going on, which is stupid, a waste of time and contributing to the problems that we have. It's not yeah. serious, you know, and why is it that we don't have a 30 day election cycle? We, we have billions and trillions of dollars going into these campaigns across. If you started adding up the, the, the number of, uh, that people are putting into campaigns across this nation, 
it 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 would it's staggering. You you you've got local elections, you've got you know county elections, you've got state elections, you've got national elections. All of these elections that they're pouring billions and billions of dollars in there to buy the election to place their candidates, and then they've got the media involved in it and all the advertising, and they own the advertisers that give favor to the ones that will in fact reinforce the money chain that's going on with these politicians. The whole thing is wrong, all of it. If we had a 30-day election cycle, a cap of, I don't know, even for a governor's race, a cap of $100,000 maximum to get the word out there, a centralized area where people could post their opinions or questions or a forum where they could get on and just just have an actual discussion on a forum um, and that, that wouldn't cost anything and you'd get an actual answer to their questions instead of a stage debate with an actor up there posing rigged questions to the, to the, to the rigged candidates that are up there. Why don't we let everyone, anyone that wants to be on the ballot, get on these forums and then watch it, watch it just kind of, it's going to sift out. You're going to see the best candidates, the most brilliant minds come to the top without the money being involved, without the pay to play. And, uh, uh, until we get to that type of a system, we're dead because we're dead in the water because they are literally installing candidates, rigging it from top to bottom. Not that I'd say don't vote. I'm not saying that. I'm saying go vote. We can still overwhelm this de facto system with with sheer numbers, with the assembly of the people in sheer numbers. We can still we can still get it done. But that is the only answer. It's sheer numbers of involvement at the polls, uh, supporting um, a good candidate that you know is going to just keep those, you know, take your gloves off and just sit in there and just keep going at them. That's the way we win. No back down, no crying and whimpering in the corner, you know, hiding in the fetal position. And oh my gosh, the sky's falling. The sky's already falling. All right. It's already falling. So what are we whining and sobbing about? Get in there, get to work, and back something that has some go behind it. Put down your TV. Get the golf game. Let a golf game go or something like that and get in the game. You know, it's like I said earlier, we need some donations at this point, and I hate asking for it. It's very painful for me. But to reach voters that are in uh, ways that we can't all – that I can't quite reach, okay, because there's one of me, there's 83 counties, and um, we're, we're, our network is big, but of course, everybody wants to see and talk to the candidates. I love it. It's wonderful. But there's other people that I will never be able to reach unless we get some donations in because the establishment has, they have unlimited money. They own the media. They, they, they have the clear path to win. And that is Dixon and Whitmer. They're the same. They're, they're two wings of the same bird. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. You know, I think it's like Don Jr. I was just trying to find I was trying to find something else as you were talking about how expensive it is to run in this system. And it is. As a matter of fact, actually, um, I think what was it? I think it was Don Jr. I was looking at Telegram. And I, uh, I can't remember who posted this. I think oh, was, he had a great video. I posted it. I posted one. So it might have been on my channel. Yeah, I know. I found this one on Truth Hub. A few people reposted. But Don Jr. And he, he say he states in the video the institutions are beyond saving at this point. The only way to do it. Or the only way to do it is to just disband them and start over. And yeah, hang on. I'll play it. I'll, play it. I'll play it a minute because yeah. I've got it right We're here. Beyond safe. Like you said, it's yeah, gone right. too far. I don't want to be to see other Republicans doing that. And do you think that there's these institutions I do are beyond saving? Like you said, it's gone too far. I don't want to be the institutions are, are beyond saving at this point. The only way to do it is to, you know, just disband them and, and start. Start over, you know, and, and again, I, like I said, I've made this distinction. I'm sure I've said it on your show. I always made the distinction, especially with the FBI, just because, you know, they've been in so many of these shady things. They've done so many just lies and playing, you know, documents and the FISA stuff for years. You know, you saw the entrapment again in Michigan. Like, you know, I, yes. I wanted to, and I always have made the distinction between the door kickers, the guys that have come up to me countless times sure. and just said, hey, like, what's going on is a disgrace. It's a tarnish on our badge. We're upset. But, like, if those, you know, whistleblowers that seem to be so protected and lauded, they're turned into deities by the left when it's against conservatives, 
you know, if more people don't speak up, given what they all know and frankly what we all know, you know, then it's getting harder and harder to defend that. And you know, the left will yeah. say, "Oh my God, you you're you're against law enforcement." Meanwhile, the left has been anti-law enforcement, except for you know, they're they're the only people they want to carry guns are eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents. Everyone else in law enforcement should not have those. Yeah. Um, Plus, they don't like local law enforcement. They don't like states' rights. They don't like municipal rights. They believe only in centralized, militarized law enforcement. It's entirely consistent with their with their platform. Boom! Right there. That's something. They don't like states' rights. Yes, constitutional rights. The 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 rights guaranteed by the Constitution. It's God given rights. I said that wrong, but you know. You know what I mean? It's like they're, they're against all of us. It's traitors against against we the people. I want to read something that I found. It's in it. This is an actual quote because I wanted to make sure because I think I had a show on his hard line where I actually did a quote from Kennedy, which was not a quote. It was something I pulled off a telegram and we were all misled. It was not a quote we could actually find and verify on the Internet, which that can't always be very, you know, trusted either. But who knows? They're making up policies on the fly, you know? Yeah. But this was a quote by Abraham Lincoln, and, and he stated this during uh, uh, February 12th of 1865. And he says, I quote, the people are the rightful masters of both Congress and the courts, not to overthrow the Constitution, but to overthrow the men who pervert the Constitution. And then to add to that, if I may. The late, the late great Justice Antonin Scalia back in 1992, during a case which was the United States of V. Williams, he stated, of course not, I would, I would, I would miss it, but he basically, he stated that the grand jury belongs to the people. And we people need to start recognizing the power and authority that they hold. I mean, at the end of the day, and that's what I've been reading more about this great American adventure, this expose. Um, this was something I also read in the War Man, because I do a, a, another show called the EDU Spot, where mm-hmm. I go right now, I'm going over the 2000 dash. It's a field training manual that's given to uh, the military. Um, it's called Field Training Manual 2000 25. I believe it was released um, in say, 1929. Say Say that number again. It's, yeah. What is it called? It's Training Manual or TM, Training Manual 2000, like the year 2000, dash 25. TM, hold it. TM, Training Manual TM, what is it? 2000 hyphen 25. And, um, and I could try to, I could actually find a link and post it in the chat here. Um. General Douglas MacArthur trained some special forces operators back in the 50s because General Douglas MacArthur, if somebody doesn't, isn't familiar with who he is, he was a leading commander of the Pacific Fleet in the Navy, I believe it was, um, back in the 50s. And so he trained special forces that he handpicked on this training manual and to do what's called the Restore America Plan, or I believe, if I've memory serves me, it's called Operation Blue Book, not Blue Beam, Blue Book. Um, and then basically what the manual does is how to restore our nation back to a republic because our republic, we've had no republic since 1861 up until 2010. And then we started reseating seats that sat vacant since 1861 in the republic that has been, you know, vacant since then, but all the way in that big, you know, gap of time, we've had a corporate government this whole time that was led by foreign foreign forces, the British Royal Crown. It, that's why all these people are installed back to the, like you were just saying, this is kind of what that expose was talking about, was that, you know, they make it so hard to run for office where you have to spend exorbitant amounts of money because they don't want common people mm-hmm. to run for those offices. So they make it so damn hard and impossible and, and create the illusion that you need to basically be a millionaire or be backed by millionaires Okay, and then it basically creates that two class system, them and then us. Well, and look at what they do. They take they take people like AOC who couldn't even afford a friggin apartment. And now she's worth twenty six million dollars. 
This is the Democrats. It's like Democrats, wake up. You're not on the other side of the aisle from us. We're on the same side of the aisle and the elites and these puppets that they place are on the other side. They're stealing our nation. It's like, it's like, come on, guys, get in the game here. We need to all get, you know, it's not go along to get along. It's it's get together and let's just absolutely trounce on these people. We need to remove them, but we need to be standing together, not as political parties. No more Republicans, no more Democrats. We need to get rid of this whole system because it's corrupt as hell. And we need to get together as Americans, stand together and kick these traitors out. We need to do it. I'm going to bring Melissa Crone on just a minute. She just j- jumped in. So I'm yeah, going to bring yeah. her in so she can talk yeah. for us too a minute and say, I was gonna, good, I was gonna, good morning, morning, Melissa. You got to un- unmute your mic, girl. Hello. Sorry. Sorry. There you go. Good morning, Melissa. Sorry, I was looking for a link. Good morning. How are you? Good. Well, we're talking about the traitors that we're dealing yeah. with, and you and I are dealing with them on a daily basis <laughs> and pretty disgusted with the whole system. Isn't that right? But oh, what I was going to tell you that back in 2000-25, again, further solidifies that people need to know where their authority and power comes from. And in this manual, this is a screenshot I took for my notes, but it says in this manual, um, and I believe it's section eight or nine. I can't remember because I'm like in the middle of it. But it says right here, we the people, the convention, which met in Philadelphia in 1787, adopted a constitution based upon the proposition that a people are able to govern themselves. And under the Articles of Confederation, the state assumed control and a single state might exercise veto power over the will of all of the others. Now, in the setup power and rights of the people are the source and the final authority. It derives its just powers from the consent of the governed. And for the first time in human history, the people assumed control and government became subject to their will. People need to really recognize what their power and authority is. And they, they need to stop acting like subjects under the government. The government are subjects to us. We're not subjects to the government. In fact, we are. And that's. We, we own this nation. We are the owners of the United States of America of Michigan. We own it. They are employees of us to carry out the, um, the uh, uh, common good of the people, not of the Ukraine, not of, of uh, you know, the schools that, that, uh, that our politicians have set up around the world or this nonsense with Terramar or or uh, propping up puppet governments all over the world and such, where we can't even feed our own people or educate our children without having to have some uh, some demented dude up there showing us junk to kids or something like that. This has nothing to do with anything. You know, I'm so sorry, but but I, there needs to be a standard, and and this is we we've got to establish a standard that doesn't move. And as soon as the bar moves in any direction whether it be sanctity of life or whatever, we are playing, we, we, are, we are taking on the role of, of uh, playing God and determining based on whims or where the wind blows, um, what, what's going to happen. We're going to make up policies on the fly, depending on who's in office and what their agenda is. If they are, you know, what's important to them. It's an identity politics type thing instead of, what is the best benefit to all the people and then get the government out of the way so the people have freedom to live as they choose under God and to worship God the way they want, to raise their children the way that they want, to conduct their business the way that they want and um, get the government out of the way and stop funding this, you know, Biggest, biggest uh, money laundering terrorist organization on the planet is the U.S. government, in my opinion. They're drug trafficking. They're weapons trafficking. <laughs> they're doing all of this. They're entrapment by the FBI, the Federal uh, Bureau of uh, Insurrections, you know. <laughs> that's that's absolutely right. Um, it's I just posted a link in the comments in our private chat because I can't post in the actual comments. But um I put the link to the training video um, for these new IRS agents. Oh man, um, that's awesome! Yeah, and it's ridiculous. It's, it's so ridiculous. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna see, I'm gonna see if I can. Um, I'm gonna see if I can 
I, I might screw this up. Okay, this is a new function, but I got to try this, right? So if I screw it up, I'll back out of this. But this is one of those skill set we're practicing as we go thing, right? Not going to yeah. be perfect every time, but let's see. Oh, nope. Yep, I got to go back to stream here, but let me see. Oh, you know what? I'm going to see if I can. I'm going to grab it and copy and back stream here. Oh, I can make this work. Oh, God. This is great. Fantastic. All right. Might be a little bit of technical difficulties, but we'll get it mm -hmm. working. And boom. Skill set acquired. There you go. Yes. Perfect. Great. So that so, was yeah. your Facebook and YouTube. So I got to get it over to Rumble yet. So, um, I don't know if I can, if there's a good way. Can you text it to me? I'll text it to Jason. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And Jason, you, can, you can post it. So just, just text it to me a minute. Do you, well, John, John Kirk might be able to do it for you. John, oh, John, can you do it? Let's put a shout out to John for a second, because that guy is one researching beast, and he is like, he's on it. If there's something that's false out there he'll he'll sniff it out but like he if you need a resource like he knows like absolutely hey john do you, john do you want to come on this morning i see you out there donald's on there too donald you're on there every day thank oh, you for john, wonderful john Kirk, what is amazing what he did on my campaign um he worked so hard he was one of my of the two people that worked on my campaign um I, my campaign was severely infiltrated in the, in the beginning. And I got to the point where I, I could, I had to get everybody out of there. And, um, John Kirk was, he is the most loyal friend and he will, this guy, I mean, he's great. He's a great researcher. He, um, I love John. He's not, he's, he's an amazing person. He's smart. He's yes. smart. And you know what, this is the thing is that you know, we're all kind of in the same of the same mindset is that we, um, you know, it's like you and Jason and Kenny and all the other people that come on here. We are into being loyal and, yes. and it, the loyalty factor for me and doing right thing in, in front of God, you know, always, always faithful, always loyal. Yes. And, and I treasure that over anything. It doesn't matter to me as much what people know, because people can learn you know, people can learn anything, but what really does matter to me is, is our people loyal because then you know what you got, you know, you can count on that person and you know, in, in a pinch, you know, it's like, think about this on your worst day. If you were in a fight that you, you know, you are, you're almost at the end of this battle and it's a do or die mo moment. Who are those people that you would want to stand there with back to back and fight your way out of it? Who is it that's going to be brave and it's not going to lay down? Because honestly, um, um, I, uh, uh, John's blushing in the comments. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, a lot of people ask me, they're like, why did you choose Melissa as your lieutenant governor? They want to know. And um, and I think that um, here, you go, go ahead, John. And I gave you a link. I texted you a link. If you set that up with your camera, I'll bring you out and just click on, you'll come into the waiting room and I'll add you to the feed here. That's just, this is process improvement as we go here. I love this. I think people like to see this because anybody can do this. This is not, we, this is not a, a huge deal. I yeah. mean, hit StreamYard, grab a camera and go do your thing, right? Get the mm -hmm. news out there. But um, they, they ask me that a lot um, with you. And I'm like, I know Melissa. And I said, the reason why I chose Melissa is, you are one hardworking gal. And if they don't know you personally, like I do, they're going to, they're not going to know what happens behind the scenes, right? This is yeah. just the way it works that, you know, you make an assumption, but when you actually walk with somebody and, and see them, you know, whether that person is going to fight in battle or lay down or go whimpering away, like, you know, a little, little cowardly whiner, yes. whiner pop, right? Well, yes. what I see with you is you're like, it's just like when the suit came from Stan Gratt. What was your first reaction? Your first reaction was, this is great. I hope he does sue me because I've got a stack of evidence this long and I'm going to throw this out in front of everybody. And, you know, he's going to, he's going to, you know, land the first punch, but I'm going to land the next 20. That was, yes. that was in summary of how you approach us. And I'm like going, I'm standing next to that girl right there. Because, <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm not going to have to be the only one fighting because you will fight without backing down. But not only that, your ability to organize 
and to um, to move a lot of stuff quickly is amazing. You're, I think you're incredibly intelligent when I hear how much information that you've got in your head that you can pull off in a minute without <laughs> just, you know, doing a lot of prep work. You're kind of like me in the fact that you'll just on the fly, just yeah. do it. Right. And, yeah. uh, but, but I think you're just such an incredibly intelligent, um, uh, woman at, uh, and, uh, and I'm, I'm inspired every time I talk to you because you can distill problems down very quickly but more than that, I believe in your character. So with all of these things involved, knowing what we have out there to choose from of a people who are willing to step up and, and actually do something, that pool of people who don't want to sit in the corner in their little comfy chair and expect the world, to, those people that are willing to step up is pretty small. And um, we went to a meeting over in St. Clair this week, and there were a lot of people that called me. There, there were a lot of people. There were more than 200 people there that, that night, I believe. And I had a lot of people follow up and say, what can I do to help you? We have to get you in. Great. I, I stayed until 11, 1130 at night talking to people. Actually, I was, I was there oh, for that's amazing. answering questions. But that's, yeah. why, that's why I just, I'm just always amazed by you. And, and Donna, I'm always amazed by you as well. And it, it's so it's I it's so hard to find someone like you're saying that is a loyal individual that's not going to go behind your back and you know uh, betray you, betray your trust. Um, it's so hard to find somebody that you know is going to work as hard as you are, um, and that you know isn't going to back down. Um, you know, when we go back to talking about, uh, you know, in the beginning when we both announced our runs, neither one of us were willing to work with people that we knew were mm -hmm. in this to benefit themselves um, or climb the political ladder. Um, it, we were not willing to do it. And that's why we both you know, we're pushed out of literally just dis, illegally disqualified, both of us. I mean, it says so much and people don't understand what happened with this election that, you know, we had what, 14 candidates running in the governor race um, on the, in, as Republicans, one Democrat, Whitmer, that's how smart the, the Democrats are. They put one in so they can cross over in the primary and vote in the primary against the they'll vote for the weakest Republican, but they, that's, that's very smart. What they, what they do, you know, yeah, because uh, they're working together because they want Whitmer in. So we're going to put the lousiest candidate in there. That then the, and yeah. if she does by some crazy, crazy, weird um, act of inaction by, by lemmings here, get her in instead of voting for a strong candidate. Well, she'll take orders. And, and that's, Absolutely. that's a strategy she's right owned. there. So she, she's owned. She's owned by uh, the DeVos family. Um, she, they own her. They, they own her. Um, th she can't step. She has boundaries she can't cross, um, you know, that they won't allow her to. Now, what they've done with this, um, you know, common core math, that was a nightmare. It's a total absolute nightmare for kids. And it ultimately brought in critical race theory. Now, this is the family that funds her. I don't know if you've saw the information that I put on Facebook yesterday, but I couldn't help it. Um, she worked for Oprah Winfrey and for um, Rosie O'Donnell. Tudor did? Yes, she worked. She worked on the uh, Oprah Winfrey, what is it, Oxygen channel, for, for the Oxygen channel that uh, Oprah owns. And All right, she, there you go. You got me convinced right there. Right. And I posted it and so many people got mad at me. They, they got mad at me. And I said, listen, I'm putting out facts. This was the candidate. And, and one of my um, friends actually put something on there because, you know, I don't have time to look into these people that comment on my stuff and to see how many friends they have and who's, you know, who who's the common friend, you know. Um, so you could that's one thing you can do on Facebook is look to see who, um, the, pe the people that anybody, how many friends they have in common with you and who those friends are. 
Well, um, one of my friends said, oh, it's very interesting that every single person on this on this thread has one friend in common and that one friend is the same individual. Um, I haven't looked into who it is yet because I just saw that this morning. But um, what these people do like in the Michigan GOP is they make fake accounts and then they or they have their little um, you know, attack dogs go on there and just blow this, this, uh, post has over 250 comments on it. All right. So I got to show you this picture. This is out for a while here. And, um, I believe that this is fairly significant and, um, I'm going to put this up. I hope everybody can see it. I'll post this later. You want to see this is, um, this is Oprah Winfrey. I don't remember what Oprah's girlfriend was. I think it's Gail and uh and uh, tom hanks now i want you to answer this question what in the living heck is going on here look at this it's like oprah her buddy and tom hanks and he's got a picture up and he looks like hell he, yeah. and he's got something going on with one of his eyes that says i'm not allowed to talk and what the heck's up with the pizza clock in the background ah, and wow. it's like it's like, what is going on here? I huh. wish I could zoom in to see what the books are. Or that's, that's not a book. I want to see what, you know, I want to see what what else is going on there. But he looks out of his mind scared as they're like, he does. what's going on with this? I'm sorry. What's going on with all these kids shoes that he was posting for a while and the black eye crap that's going on. I mean, you can't ignore this kind of stuff. No, I'm you sorry, cannot. you just can't. Oprah Winfrey is the individual that brought Obama in to the picture. She's well, did the you reason. See, did you see what she did with John of God down in, in um, South America? So mm -hmm. this guy, John of God, biggest fraud that we've had, got convicted in a court of law down in Brazil of uh, keeping breeder women, and he would he would have these these kids starting at I don't know 11, 12 years old that he would himself impregnate, impregnate and sell the babies, and then part the girls out when they got at, at 18 years old for their organs. This was somebody that Oprah was pushing out there in the media. Now let's go one step further into crazy land here, and I don't mean crazy that we're crazy. I'm cra I mean crazy and. How do, how do you even make this stuff up? She's got schools for girls over in Africa. What in the world is this woman doing with all of, you know, it's like, I got some questions. I've got large questions. So, about Donna, um, people, are gonna, people are going to wonder what, why, what do you mean by she has schools in Africa and why, why are you against that? So that's going to, that's going to be a question. Uh, the big question is, is, is you've got a connection with her backing and pushing somebody that's already been convicted of this kind of horrific behavior. She's got schools in Africa, girls yes. schools. Where's the right. oversight and what's happening in these schools with these girls? Because if a person permits a crime one time, generally you're going to find co-crimes in other places. And are, are these girls... In being put in a position where they're also being victimized and they just haven't gotten caught yet. It's like, I, I, I think that this is one of those things that we need to look into. If there is an innocence there, she, if there should, if there was any innocence there, she would have dragged this John of God out in the street, exposed him to everyone on the planet. But no, 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 no. We're not going to talk about this because we have promoted him. Now we've got our schools in Africa. Now, why aren't we talking about this? And, you know, if, if a person is innocent, they will throw things out there for everybody to see yes. and say, I, I didn't know. And now, now let's go after this person. They're horrible. Now, sometimes people are set up. I'll give you that. Um, I'm, I'm for revamping the laws on possession laws for say on all, on all things. Yes. A person who has, um, been convicted of possession, be it drugs or or even pornography, and I know that that's going to be unpopular. But it's too easy to plant this on people and and actually get somebody who is set up rather than going to the person that that is the provider. We go to the providers yeah. of pornography um, or right. you know um, uh, ch child pornography. We yes. go to those providers or or drugs and go after them. You're going to knock the whole network yes. down. 
when Absolutely. they when they go after the users, it's too easy to set people up and plant yeah. evidence Absolutely. on them. All of a sudden, they've created a fall guy on an innocent person. Well, you right. can't think that when you go after the providers and you can protect innocent people by by changing those laws. So right. you know, going to Oprah with her school. I'm sorry. I, I smell, you know, something oh, yeah. doesn't pass the sniff test. No, I mean, it, it doesn't. It maybe passes Biden's sniff test. You know, well, Biden's got the sniffers going all the time. So who knows what's going on there, you know? Right. right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she, um, but that makes a lot of sense with uh, what you just said about Oprah. And then with her bringing Obama in and promoting Obama the way that she did, um, you know, and look who's running our country now. It's Obama behind the scenes. And probably Oprah has, I'm sure that Oprah has a lot of say in what goes on in our government right now as well. We probably have no yeah. idea. I mean, look at the White House. It looks like a freak show. It literally looks like a freak show. It is embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Yeah. Every country is laughing at us. You know, I just don't understand why they have to have these people walking around the way that they do. Well, they um, you go to Lansing and, and I don't know, Jason, I don't know if you've been to Lansing, but go to Lansing. You want to see a ghost town? Lansing yeah. a ghost town. You go, you go there and, oh yeah, oh, it's, it's really weird. It's so You don't even weird. want to get out of your car no. in the, on a side street. No. It's so, it's so weird. It's like you walk, you walk around and it's like, where is everybody? And, and, you know, you go into buildings and the offices are empty and, and, you know, there's a few people here or there. And if they have, if they have a session and going on, you might have, I don't know, a hundred people that you see all day that except for security guards in these, That's in exactly these buildings, true. you see security guards, but there's like nobody there. No, there's not. It's because they're always, they're, they're, they're never in session, these people are always on vacation from the, like right now. Or, or, or what when they're there, they're on break right now. But where when they're even supposed to be there, you yeah. never see anybody. So where yeah. are they? Well, it's so, like it's like DC. DC is, you know, I had somebody reach out and comment to me saying, Jason, you said that DC was empty, but yet there's still people out there that are filming, and I saw AOC there you know, on, on some video, whatever, I forgot what it was, but I said, when I say DC is empty, I'm saying all the buildings people can go in and out of DC anytime they want, but the buildings, the, the DOJ, the FBI building, um, you know, those buildings, because they are behind, like you said, in Lansing, they're all behind lock and chain. And like you said, except security guards that are at, you know, watching those buildings, but all those buildings that people don't realize were all UN employees under the banner of the DOJ, the FBI, the CIA, the EPA, the Treasury. They're all they're all UN employees. People don't realize that our nation was ran by the UN. Our nation was ran by the UN. And they, they got evicted by the Assembly of People. They put out orders. They said, you have to vacate our nation. And they had to leave in New York City. And I think that's probably the case of Lansing. They had to vacate. They had to. Well, it's a it's a really it's a really crazy time. But all I can tell you is what I'm seeing with my own eyes. And if something looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's pretty much going to be a duck. Right. And we right. can look at what's happening with our own eyes and go, you know, um, Whitmer was uh, given all these affidavits. Where the heck did they go? People that were there were saying we haven't seen her for two years. Where the That's heck is right. she? Besides, she besides going to like a, a football game, standing there with Ron Weiser and Dana Nessel because they're all working together. They're all friends, you know. And and uh, you know, a vote a vote for any one of them is a vote to put communism solidly to solidly entrench communism in this state in this nation. It's yes. it's a Marxist invasion of our nation that we're seeing. Well, and back, they're all part of it. Well, and back to like what you were saying about like what they're trying to do is demoralize this nation. Like, mm -hmm. like here's the thing: back in what was it in during the Great Depression in 1929, like so many other, and this was again from that Great American Adventure expose that I was reading. 
And what he wrote in there, he said, like so many other catastrophes before and after the date was actually. So basically the Great Depression, 1929, along with all the other, you know, events that we had, like the wars, they were all stage events. And they were concocted by what he was saying, the Sebastian, the Rothschilds and the Rockefeller banking empires and the Queen and British Parliament and the U.S. president and Congress, the Vatican. And then there was obviously numerous other elite families to steal America's gold and silver. Now, why that's important is because with the theft of America's gold and silver reserves to replace it with negotiable debt instruments or script money, their theft was basically an ingenious idea because what that ended up happening was it allowed the public to fall on hard times. And then the public soon began to demand the government to fix the problem mm-hmm. by any means necessary. Now, that was back in 1929. Now you look forward, fast forward to now, 2022. And all the problems that have occurred since then, it's because we looked at Big Brother government and said, please help us. They, 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 they systematically made Americans fall in hard times. That was a staged event. People don't realize the war, war one and world war two, obviously staged events for the elites to make money because they make money on both sides. Mm-hmm. And all the Americans fall on hard times. Well, when people fall to desperate times and they're you know there's scarcity there's despair they're depressed their anxiety is high and they're feeling helpless then they turn to big brother government and say please help us at all costs well and and one one more thing is they they remove god from it so there's no hope and they're left alone is like somebody who is dropped off in the middle of of hostile territory which we are without god if yeah. you have God with you, you can make it through, but they pray on it. That's why they had to get God of the schools and our families. You got to destroy. They had to destroy our, uh, you know, God in our, in his, it, it, us acknowledging God in his rightful place and the families in order for this to work. Yes. To Sorry God. to interrupt you, Jason. Keep going here. Oh, no, you're right. You're, you're right. No. And that's the biggest problem in order for us. And listen, this is, this is what I say in our assembly meetings. In order for us to get back to a blessed nation under God, we have to return back to God. People have no idea. See, you get people that are, you know, they, 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 they're like, oh, why are you talking about God? Like, you, like, then the people, like, you know, they're telling you, you need to stop praying, Donna. You know, you get those kind of people. They're like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're going to lose the base. No, that is the reason why we are in this, this, this mess to begin yes. with. We walked away from God. We walked away from his command uh, ultimately collectively not you and i but collectively as a whole we've walked away from his commandments and the goal to treat others as you would want to be treated i mean the the reason again why they tried to push pornography and all throughout this nation i forgot why i read it or heard it i think i was listening to sgt report i forgot the guest that sean had on his show but he was talking about how pornography is used to take down nations and to drop down their you know to, to basically to take over a nation I mean, it was amazing to hear the explanation behind the weaponization of pornography. And again, it's all about the moralization of a nation. Destroying the nuclear family. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, and so we need to return back to God because we walked away from him. And if we're going to return back to a blessed nation under God, we need to repent of our sins collectively and say, God, you know what? We do this without you. We need you. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and it's, it's like, it's like, um, you know, we, we all need to ask ourselves, are we going to stand for something or at the end of our lives, are we going to look back and say, I took a stance on nothing. Yep. And there's nothing that stands there, you know, um, that, that we truly had a purpose or cared about other than one instant gratification to the next, to the next. And, and that, that comes back to what matters, our families, our relationship with God, listening to God and doing as he tells us to do. And he does. He talks to us. You know, if you can get the clutter out of the way, you know, you got to get you got to clear away the clutter. You've got to take some time to, you know, in my opinion, be in God's word. But even sitting and just listening and, you know, looking at his creation and just being quiet. It's amazing how much that quiet prayer time where you're not only talking and i'm not just asking you know dear god give me a bag of fritos today and an apple and i really want a million dollars thrown in my lap today which all good prayers and such you know we we need to we need to get back to just being grateful 
for what yes. we have. And then also looking at the people and the needs around us, focusing on those needs and saying, boy, I'm really seeing some needs in this direction that what can I do to yes. help this person? What can I do? Not just, you know, there, there's a do part of it that goes with a thought part of it. And, uh, you know, and looking for those opportunities to help other people and, uh, you know, and, and uh, come alongside of people. That, that was most of the audio. I was trying to get uh, I was trying to get the full audio. I don't know what happened, so I, I used a free online converter to you know move the video into an MP3 file. So I'm not sure exactly what happened there uh, because we did end up you know closing the show out with a prayer. Um, but yeah, it just ended up closing. I don't know why it didn't give me the full audio. So I don't know what happened there. Maybe it was just one of those things that only gave me a certain amount. But anyway, but it was that was pretty much toward the tail end of the. Uh, of the uh, of the show, you know, of our discussion. So, but anyway, I do want to say thank you all for joining us here at His Hardline. Remember, don't forget to share the website www.hisheartline.com and go to Podbean. You can find my podcast over there. I appreciate all the support that you all bring forward to uh, that channel. And uh, as usual, just you know, keep sharing it. You know, take take you know take the link copy it, paste it in like a text message or an email or social media or whatever you have to do, but just get that podcast out to as many people as you know, because your help in sharing this podcast is more important than any financial donation anyone will ever make. Um, I do this not for the money. I do this to get the information out for you on behalf of God and on behalf of humanity, because we all have to come together and serve for God and serve each other, never to self-serve ourselves. So I appreciate all you do. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ as the host, because they are the ones at the wheel, they are at the helm, and they are steering this ship through these crazy chaotic waters that we call life. But like I always say, fear not, because God and Jesus Christ, as long as you put 100% surrender of your life and your faith and trust in the Lord and Savior and our Heavenly Father, I tell you right now, they will steer this ship into a safe harbor for you to rest. God bless, and have a wonderful day. We'll see you back here later. Toting, Bible reading, God believing, truth speaking, American, this magazine, Democrats committing treason. I know they think it's sweet, but you don't know who you're dealing with. It's for free, thinkers only. You ain't got no membership. They free, general plan, out the cage, cause he innocent. Martin Roger Stone, cause the run know that he's innocent. We need to kick out every single illegal immigrant. Mandatory voter ID laws, we need to implement. After the Constitution, yeah. it's time for your contribution. Yeah. Patriots come to save the home of the brave, and they'll never stop the movement. Yeah. Where we are, who we fight, who we every fight. star, every stripe. Damned if we be the land of the free, we're someone controlling our life. The after the Constitution, the after the Constitution. I guess it's time to buy another gun, to buy another gun, to buy another gun. The after the Constitution, the after the Constitution. Hold up, let me load up for the roller. We are the people, defying the odds, cause it ain't even. Fighting for freedom, given by God, he said we equal. Fly like an eagle, this for the heroes, up in the helos. And down in the valley, fighting the battles, fearing no evil. This is for infantry, out with a squad. Troopers and towers for hours they watch. Striving in combos, this combo for bombs. All they protect are their fathers and moms. When do they call? This is for liberty, justice for all. We are the people, together we strong. And now we'll catch you when you fall. We all will fall in high. We can't get to our feet. We are being grinding.
Alright, ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude another Brandon Bird Block Hour here at His Heart Line on a His Heart Line discussion. Don't forget to share this podcast far and wide. And please visit the website www.hishardline.com and share this with friends and family members. And don't forget, support your future governor of Michigan at BrandenburgForGovernor.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-E-N-B-U-R-G for governor.com.